Welcome back to Tani Talks Radio, brought to you by Sheer Enjoyment Radio, powered by Radio.co. This is the Sheer. This is the show where we talk a topic or some topics for the week for the audience members to keep. We used to do the live show every other week doing a Sheer, and then we brought the radio show thanks to Sheer Enjoyment, who sponsored and brought this to life. A lifelong dream of mine has been to be on the radio, and I love to be able to do it this way. Radio.co is the powering engine behind this project. They, of course, were able to develop in conjunction with me, and the system to make the Apple app for the Sheer Enjoyment Radio and the Google Play app for the Sheer Enjoyment Radio, and we're also on Aki Radio, and J-Root Radio picked us up as well, Baruch Hashem. Here, on some weeks, we talk topics and a show, and the other weeks, we talk a Sheer, and this is one of those weeks where we're talking a topic. And if you didn't hear it before, when we were setting up, it is talking about my transportation, talking about my transportation. So we're talking transportation this week. You can listen to all our shows afterwards on the Tani Talks Life show, formerly Tani Talks Life. We kept the name, but now it's labeled Tani Talks Radio per episode. You can listen to all our other podcasts. You could join the podcast WhatsApp, the Tani Talks podcast WhatsApp, where you can get the recordings every day straight to your WhatsApp inbox on your phone. You could also listen to us on many different ways besides for the iPhone app and the Android app and the streamer link and Naki Radio and JRoot Radio. You can listen at 520-453-8302. 520-453-8302. You can email us at sheerenjoymentradio at gmail.com. That is the way to listen to us, many different ways to listen. And we try to talk about different topics and different sheerum throughout the series, throughout the episodes. Of course, we've, we've begun the ni- the three weeks. It should be a meaningful three weeks and nine days for everyone. We should only know from good things. And we should be zochah that it turns into a Yom Tov and that the Mashiach comes and the base Mikdash is speedily rebuilt and that it comes speedily in our days and may that day be today. So when we think about how we get around in life, when we think about how we get from place A to place B, automatically what comes to mind, what comes to fruition is the idea of transportation. Throughout my entire life, throughout my entire being, there's always been transportation, Baruch Hashem, but it wasn't always that way. You know, there are different episodes of different shows of different things, Lahavda, 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 where you could see in the olden days, they try to bring it to fruition, they bring it to life, that it wasn't always that way. There wasn't always transportation. The big deal, the big invention in the 19th century, in the 20th century, 19th century, I'm forgetting my history offhand, was the Model T from Ford. Of course, the company we have issues with in general, they were not so good to the Jews and whatnot, but the idea being that there was actually the invention of the car, the automobile. Yes, it didn't go fast. Yes, it had weird gears and weird cranks and whatnot. And yes, it was not really the way we know about cars today, but that was the way that transportation came into the folklore, came into the being. And of course, we had a whole sheer on transportation, the transportation of life, bringing in sources and the like, but that's a whole different format. Here we're talking in a radio show format style about transportation itself. I'd like to know what different audience members use for their transportation, not just a car. We're going to talk about different aspects of transportation, of course, but besides for that, we're going to talk about different ways we get around and different ways we go in our life and we get about our days 
and we talk about different things, God willing. But I'm curious what audience members use. You could email me at sheerenjoymentradio at gmail.com. You could call us at 520-453-8302. The best way is really to email us or chat us and tell us you want to get on air. And then I call out your name. And then you come onto the phone line and you could talk with us and we could talk it out. So when we go through life, transportation is really the best way to get from point Aleph, point A, to point B, to point B. And thinking about how it goes about, I work for the city, I work for the Department of Education, we only have one car by default. We used to have Corolla 1.0, Betsy 1.0, the blue Corolla I got in college was a great, great car. We had it for nine years, but Baruch Hashem, when the second kid came along, we already knew that the space was going to be limited. We were out of commission to use such a small car. So we switched over to Betsy 2.0 about five, five and a half years ago now, and that's the Toyota Sienna, which is the minivan version, the three rows and the sliding doors. I could sell you on a minivan from today till tomorrow. For those of you who love SUVs, I actually love a minivan. It wasn't even a contention or contest in my book. I looked at SUVs maybe for 10 seconds, and then I switched over to minivans. I love a minivan. Baruch Hashem, I get to use it now with four kids and me and my wife. But that's the main vehicle, vehicle of transportation for our life. So I leave the car usually with my wife. She takes the car to get to work, to get to where she needs to be or whatnot. And I usually take public transportation to get to my different job locations. So throughout the years, when I first came to the DOE, Bar Hashem, they paid for my tuition. It was the OT, Occupational Therapy Scholarship, from the NYC DOE, the New York City Department of Education. When I came on board about seven years ago, you know how I remember, is from when my son was born. I basically had six weeks when he was born, and then I started. So they sort of gave me paternity leave, not really paid, but that's how I know how long I've been working. He's seven years old. So when I came seven years ago, they paid for two years of tuition if you gave four years of service. I always call it Lahavda, like army service. I did my time. I had to put in the years. They paid a salary. They paid for two years of my tuition. The other year we had to pay for. And then they would put me in high need, high risk, high danger, you could say areas, Brownsville, in Brooklyn, in New York, East New York, in Brooklyn, in New York, Bed-Stuy, in Bedford-Stuyvesant, in in Brooklyn, in New York. And these would be locations that, you know, I wouldn't feel so comfortable wearing the keepa out in public. Of course, I would always wear the hat and walk as quickly as I could while talking to my wife on the phone getting to school just because it wasn't really good areas. And thinking back, it was very scary, very dangerous areas. Only was there during the daytime. Right after school, I got out as fast as possible, ran to the train as fast as I could. But throughout the years... I always tried to plan and work out with the supervisor, the occupational therapy supervisor, where I could be placed, where I could be put for my work so that I would be near a train or near a subway or near a bus, really more likely to be near the train. And starting with the first case, the first place I was in back when we were in Brooklyn, we were in Brooklyn about a year and a half, a little less when I was working before we came out to Long Island to our wonderful town, before we moved to our wonderful house. So we, I, the way to get there, I found a ride in the morning, thank God. On the way back, I found a bus that took me like 10 blocks away. I would walk the 10 blocks. So that was kind of near transportation. Once we switched out, I started to try to find the train as best as I could. So I used to go at one time to the, to the East New York stop. Then they would go to the Nostrum stop. There are only three stops in Brooklyn, East New York. Nostrand and Atlantic Terminal, Brooklyn. So for many years, those four years, really three years, I had to go about 
going to Brooklyn because that was the high need, high risk areas. It was either the Bronx or Brooklyn, and I wasn't doing the Bronx, so we did Brooklyn. So many times I would try to find schools with openings, work with my supervisor to use the transportation to get to the location necessary, to get to the place necessary. And I remember, you know, getting to that stop, getting to that place. One time I was at a school about a seven minute walk from the East New York station. I remember I was at a school once for the Nostrand stop and then it was a 17 minute walk from the Nostrand stop and then later on my last location actually in Brooklyn before I switched out was a great school really about four or five minute walk away from the Nostrand train which was actually awesome I would have stayed at that school actually but they closed down that site they moved to a totally different part of Brooklyn impossible to get to and at that point I had to switch out to, to, to get to a different location. That might have been the year, actually, when I did the, the schools that were on the border of Queens and Brooklyn over there in um, off of the 7 train or the Q train. I've taken many subways in my time as well. I really like to take the, the train the best, especially nowadays with the way the world is and the craziness of the world. I like to really be on the train itself. I find that there's a little bit of a different caliber of person that's on the train versus the subway, besides for the smells and the loudness and the and the, the situations of people. The bus, I don't really like either. I like that there are buses and there are subways to get you around, and some people don't even need to have a car by using these things, but I really try as much as possible to find that train, to use that train to get to work. That's my favorite way of getting around. I don't like to use the subways or the tra- or the buses I like to actually use trains as much as possible. So I always try to find the locations nearest the train as much as possible because that's the public transportation I use. I remember that there used to be a time where I had to go between different schools. So one time the height of the craziness was when I had four schools in one week. Four schools. Man, that was tough. So like on a Monday, Wednesday, Friday, I would have the school on Christopher Avenue and I would have in Brooklyn, in that east, in, uh, in Brownsville, which is on my first day of orientation, by the way. I come and I sit down and they say, one of the first things they say, Brownsville is known as the murder capital of New York. Can you imagine? That's the first thing they say in orientation. We have to be very safe and we have to be very protected and we have to be very cautious and careful because this is the murder capital of of New York. Wonderful to tell your workers your first day, you know? So I had that school, and then another school, um, like a 10-minute walk away. I used to go to that other school first, see two kids for an hour or so, and then walk to the second school, finish off my day, and then walk back to the Nostra, to the East New York stop about a 7-minute walk away. The other days, I believe, I had a different school, um, both near each other. One of them was I had to take the train to Jamaica and then the the Q or the 7 to this this place, I forget the name of the neighborhood, and walk like 10 minutes to try to make it. And then I would walk in the middle of the day to the second school, which is closer to the 7 train. And those were my four schools in one week. A different year, I had two schools, one that was off of that Nostrum stop and then another that was also a, a hop, a skip, and a jump away, taking a different train. So throughout the years, I've used many different modes of transportation. My favorite, obviously, is the LIRR. I like to take the LIRR to one school as much as possible. And in different summer schools, I've also had to take different situations. One summer, I, I had a ride that took me to a bus, and that bus t- took me to that 
location of that school and then on the way back i think i took a bus to uh to like four subways and like two train or two subways and two trains that was crazy and then recently in the past two summers i actually take one train now it's the summer now so i'm using this school now it's in long island city i get off in the morning at the hunters point avenue stop last year there was a train from my neighborhood straight there unfortunately they don't have that train anymore so i take an uber to Mineola, which is a very close town near us, and then I have a straight train to Hunters Point Avenue. The way back, I take an Uber to Woodside, which is another train. For anyone who knows the LIRR, this stuff makes a lot of sense to you, but if you're not an LIRR person like I am, it might not make so much sense. So the way back, I take a 12-minute ride to Woodside. In the morning, it's a 10-minute ride to Mineola. Once I'm at Woodside, I take three trains home, and then I walk 10 minutes home, and I usually get home about 4 o'clock, which I think is still pretty good. We finish in the summer, 2.30, 2.35, and during the year, 2.55, 3-ish. I really try to be home by 4. So I really try to find the schools to use the transportation to let me get home at such a time. And before COVID, I switched over to a school in Jamaica, and that was awesome. I actually found a ride from someone in this town that actually works there, a ride both ways. That was awesome. But before I knew about that ride, there actually was a Jamaica train. There used to be a 718 train for my town. They canceled that, and the 718 train would get in like 745, a half-hour train. And then the, the walk to the school was five minutes from the Jamaica train and the LAWR, which was awesome. And then from the way home, it would be a, a five-minute walk, and I would take a few a train or two and then get off again around 3.45, 3.48, and walk that 12 minutes home and be home again by 4 o'clock. So using transportation, public transportation, the LIRR has like three stops in my neighborhood, in my town, and then there's another train that's on like the other side of town that's like a 10-minute ride away. When I had my different location this year in Middle Village, I would take the train from that other stop, the NASA Boulevard stop, on a different train line, and that would take me to Forest Hills, and then I would take an Uber from Forest Hills, also about 10, 13 minutes, and on the way home again, I would either get a ride or an Uber to the Forest Hills, and again, it was like three trains to get home and then a 10-minute walk home. So there's ways of finagling it. There's ways of going about it. I'm curious to hear from you if you have experience with the LIRR or with the subways or with the trains or with the buses besides for the regular car. You can let us know at 520-453-8302. 520-453-8302 is our phone line. You could also email us at sheerenjoymentradio at gmail.com. S-H-I-U-R-E-N-J-O-Y. Y-M-E-N-T radio at gmail.com. You could let us know. You could email us. You could chat us. You could text us, if possible, on the G chat to tell us what you think, to tell us about transportation in your life. Interestingly, actually, last year I said to my wife, and she thought I was crazy, that I, I want to see if I could avoid having to take a ride or to take a car. What if I get a scooter? to take me to the woodside to get on the way home it's cost a lot of money you know every day is a 12 15 dollar ride on the way back and the board of it doesn't sponsor it and the uft doesn't sponsor it it would be so nice if they would sponsor it but maybe i could take a scooter ride on the way home so i bought the scooter i was all pumped up i was so excited i had a guy come over like this uh, high school college kid who specializes in bikes he pumped up the tires for me he tightened the brakes for me he inspected it made sure it was good to go i folded it up with me and i took it on the train it was actually quite heavy but on the morning and the way in the morning the train was straight so i i biked to the train i was a little out of breath but i thought it'll be okay on the way home I did not realize, I did not take into account, even though I Google mapped it before, it said, you know, straight terrain, 
for 100 feet. I didn't realize that meant only the first 100 feet of the ride home. The whole ride home was uphill, man. Oh, my gosh. So, so difficult. But I'm very, very stubborn. So if I have my scooter, I'm going to use it. So for like 70% of the way home, 70% of the ride, the 2.5-mile ride to get to Woodside from the school, which is the nearest train station that I could find, that I could feasibly use, was like uphill terrain. So it was really difficult. This is a manual kick scooter, a really good one, but a manual kick scooter. And I'm like, I am not doing this again. When I got to Woodside, I felt like defeated and depleted and so tired i felt like that halo around the head if anyone ever worked out and you're very overworked it's like you the whole body is drained you're drenched and sweating like you feel the halo of your head pounding i'm like i can't do this every day i can't do this so from then on i actually took the subway last year but i felt like times got even crazier this year so i didn't want to even touch the subway this year so i actually uber it to the woodside but in any case my idea was to take the scooter and i thought about this year an electric bike or an electric scooter, motor scooter. My wife felt like it wasn't safe. The motorists in Queens over there, they're not so cognizant of people around you, even though there are people that do the motor scooters, that do the electric bikes. I was thinking about it, but it's easier to get the ride and to get my need for bicycling in because nowadays with four small kids, bike riding is not such an option. So we actually found someone selling a stationary bike for not so much money. And it's really a good one. It was really at a really, really good price. Not one that's been sitting around 30 years lying back. It's really like in the position of bike. So God willing, that's coming to us soon. And I could utilize that in order to get my bicycle need and hopefully exercise if I get around to it and work it into this schedule. But in general, for those of you that work, there actually is a guy that came to the FLL the other week, the free lending library that we do out of our house with all these Jewish books, Jewish novels for kids and adults alike. He actually doesn't own a car. I think it's amazing. It's fascinating. Me and my wife are not of this concept yet, but he bikes everywhere. He bikes to work. I think he works in Mineola or one of these nearby neighborhoods, and he literally bikes there, rain or shine, snow or, or sleet. Hopefully he has good tires, but he literally bikes, and he calls his bike his car. So he comes. Of course, he bikes to our house. He puts the bike in front. He takes out books. He drops off books, and that's how he gets around, and I think it's a really fascinating thing to bike around it's so healthy it's so good to do the biking it's so in line with exercise regimen and a well-rounded regimen and, and a healthy lifestyle i think there's actually cities around the world i think amsterdam is one of them where they don't even have cars in that town in the city they only have bikes i love that idea in theory obviously it doesn't work for children for young families but you know Maybe one day when the kids are out of the house, maybe we'll switch over to biking. But I love bike riding. It happens to be I'm a huge fan. And we have an awesome bike from uh, from years ago that's fantastic from Specialized. And the other bike I have from Specialized my wife can use. And the kids, of course, have their little bikes. But biking is really re- a really, really great way to get around. And those cities, those towns that use biking that don't have cars, there's less pollution. There's less noise. There's less exhaustion coming from the car. There's less congestion. It's probably much prettier cities, much more beautiful cities. It's really a nice way to get around. And even scooters, not the electric scooters that make noise, but the quiet ones or the manual scooters, different ways, nice ways to get around. Really cool idea. In the olden days, you know, the bike was invented before the car, I believe. The wheel was invented way before that. But in the olden days when they had a horse-drawn carriage or a carriage on wheels and they had bikes before the cars really cool ways to get around that's an aspect and an element of transportation 
Growing up, I used to like to go up and down the block, the sidewalk, using that kick scooter. But, of course, my foot would be pretty tired pretty quickly. And, of course, when I tried to get to that woodside last year using the scooter, I was at a commission depleted after one day. One day. If you're a fan of bikes, if you're a fan of scooters, if you like to use what I call alternative transportation, alternative modes of transportation, that's like rollerblading, roller skating, skateboarding, which I think is way too dangerous, hoverboarding, or... Or any of these things, bike riding and electric biking or scootering, manual scooter, electric scooter. Let me know how the experience was for you. Sheer Enjoyment Radio at gmail.com. Sheer Enjoyment Radio at gmail.com. You could call us at 520-453-8302. 520-453-8302. That is our call-in line. You could let us know. You could email us at that Sheer Enjoyment Radio Gmail account. You could tell us what you think, how you go about different things in your life to make sure for transportation to get around from different places from A to B. I actually always liked rollerblading, although now as an adult I'm a little more scared, a little more hesitant. I never actually learned how to rollerblade. I did have rollerblades at one point. I used to joke that I could go straight, but I can't turn and I can't stop. So... If there's a flat terrain, a flat plane where it doesn't matter to bang into the wall, to bang into the sides, then it doesn't matter anyway. It's okay. So that is a dream to learn how to rollerblade one day when it's a safe location, a safe spot. I don't uh, actually know how to do that. I don't know how to ice skate either. I, I, uh, I'm embarrassed to admit, I don't know how to ice skate. I don't know how to rollerblade. Those would be two very cool things to do. I do know how to bike ride Baruch Hashem, even though I haven't bike rode in a long time. I do know how to scooter, even though it was an epic fail last year. But these are different ways of transportation, different modes of transportation. And you can let us know your mode of transportation, whether it's the car or the train or the bus or the subway, 520-453-8302, 520-453-8302. So when we think about transportation in our life, we should appreciate the fact that Hashem gave it to us. Hashem invented such cool things, such beautiful things in our life to be able to use to get from point A to point B, even to walk around town. To have an ability to push a stroller is fascinating. I don't know what they used in the olden days for strollers. It might have been wood. It might have been made in, in a, some way to get around. But for, for those kids who can't walk too far, and my kids complain all the time, Abba, Dad, Hebrew for Dad, I can't do it. I can't walk to shul, to synagogue. It's across town. My feet hurt too much. Can I do the stroller? And then my three-year-old says, Can I do the stroller? She likes to go on the stroller. My sons like to go on the stroller. But really, the oldest son, the seven-year-old going into second grade, he's actually a real trooper, and he'll walk across town. In fact, last week, we had like an aliati where we wished well to Tzitzchem a, a bon voyage to those who are moving across the pond to Israel. I envy them. It's beautiful that they're making aliyah. So we walked across town. We, we know of two of the people that were there. So my wife and I took turns. The baby was outside me with a couple of guys with their babies and my wife a couple of girls with their babies we took turns and it was really nice so we walked across town to get to my son's school hank where where the the tea was takes about 15 
to 18 minutes if you walk slow. With a stroller, I could actually do it if I'm really power walking in about 12, 13 minutes. But my son, when we're walking with him, it takes a little bit of time. So he walked across town and then we walked to someone else's house because we told them that we would do a little play date. You know, he wanted to see my son, my second son, who's in class with him. So the baby was sleeping, so I waited outside. It was not so muggy, not so bad. My wife went in with the other kids and my my son walked across town with the stroller allowed the other kids to functionally get across town, which I think is really fascinating. The strollers, they're really made really well nowadays. I'm a huge fan of Britax. Actually, I love their products. We've used their products since our first kid. Whether it be the infant seat with the connector, whether it be the single stroller or the double stroller, or their regular car seats that we use for the other kids, Pretax is the way to go. I don't get a commission. Nope. No percentage, but I do love their products in general. They have very cool stuff, which is a point aside. But you think about these are all ways to transport ourselves. And when we go across town, we walk across town. The ability to walk across town with the strollers also fascinating. Hashem made us with these abilities to walk. You know, he, he straightens the bed. We see every morning. He allows us to open up and to see see our surroundings, to walk out and about. I remember one of my favorite days of the year, actually, was Veterans Day. My wife was stuck at work doing a PD, professional development. So it was me with all the kids. So we made it into a really nice day. I decided to walk literally across town with them. That was before the fourth kid was born, Baruch Hashem. So this year we'd have to see if my son would be able to do it this coming Veterans Day. But it was a really nice day. And we walked across town. We got ice cream from Carvel. That was before I realized my lactose intolerance issue. And for my son, we got sorbet. The other kids, we got ice cream. So that we ate the ice cream. We took it to the pond. We looked at the ducks. And then we went to the the playground actually and uh, they played on the playground and then we walked back it was a really really nice day to be able to spend with the kids and we literally walked across the town because when we think transportation it doesn't just mean automobiles it doesn't just mean scooters it doesn't just mean bikes any way we could get from point a to point b is how we go about it and that's how we get from places and different places so I love my bike, but nowadays it's not as functional to use the bike. Hopefully the stationary bike is a good alternative just to get that biking action involved. And driving also, of course, is the way to get to point A to point B, whether we bring our, our children to the doctor in the neighborhood or we bring our children to CVS to pick up prescriptions or just to get what we need to get or to the gas station, to the duck pond or to NASA Park, which is our favorite park nearby, or just to get around to drop them off at school, pick them up from school, or to visit different places in different parks and whatnot. Of course, driving is the way to go. And during Corona, during the height of the pandemic, we took many day trips, many road trips, just to get out and about, especially at the height when when it, it was very scary to go anywhere. So we would usually, one time we drove to Cold Spring Harbor, which is a beautiful place on Long Island, a really nice sea, a really nice water to see out there there was a little park over there we walked near the library and saw the pretty chairs outside another time we drove around the nearby town to see the pretty houses and oftentimes we would drive different places and taking road trips driving trips is an interesting way to go about transportation and in the summers bleed nether unless we were moving or unless it was the height of the pandemic or it didn't work out we like to go and take a road trip so we've taken many driving road trips there was one time where we actually took a plane before we had kids my wife and i went to israel and london london israel we went to london for like 
a half a week, and then we went to Israel for like a week and a half. It ended up being a jam-packed, beautiful trip. It worked out hashkachawise that we ended up in my cousin's house, and we and we were able to to stay there for a little bit. We ended up by a family friend. We actually made it just in time hashkachawise. Literally, when we were there, those few days happened to be nothing happens in life. It's all hashkach Hashem, and it worked out hashkachawise that it was my cousin's wedding. So how cool we were able to represent the family and be at that wedding. Literally, those four or five days that we were in London, it was such a nice trip. When we took the plane, my wife and I were newly married the March before, so that August. We went for two weeks on a beautiful, wonderful honeymoon. Israel was jam-packed a week and a half. We went to Netanya, then we went to the old city, and we we were out and about. In London, we went to like a garden, and then we went to see the Harry Potter studio. I think we saw saw Stomp? I can't remember. I don't know. And it was a really, really nice trip. And one other time, we actually took a plane as our transportation for one of my best friend's wedding. He lives in California. We went out for the weekend. It was a really nice trip. We only had our oldest at the time. He was six months. And that was a very difficult plane ride just with one kid. I can't imagine how much more so for kids, how difficult that would be to go on a trip on a plane anywhere. So we took him at six months, and basically the whole flight he was not happy. I was basically in the back jumping up and down, doing the Abba Dad shuffle, do the Abba shuffle, up and down, up and down, you know, you know, rock and bouncing him up and down, up and down until he would calm down. I felt bad for anyone around us. That was also the time where he started eating food. So we had made some oatmeal, took it with, with took it with us on the way, taking the car seat and the stroller. Very difficult. We also rented a little little car, and uh, we went to a restaurant or two while we were there. I think we might have even got a little sightseeing in while we were there. I don't know if we went to the Hollywood sign or not when we were there. Really cool stuff. But, you know, before I was married, I actually went on two trips. One, tri- one trip I remember was to Los Angeles with my very good friend. We went, I think, for a week. We rented a car, and we took turns driving. It was a really, really nice trip. And uh, we had a great time. We actually stayed by my family friend over there. And I remember having an awesome time with him. That was such a cool trip. And another time I took a trip by myself. I feel I was very bold. I went by myself and stayed by my cousin a little bit and by someone else a little bit. One day I took myself to a few museums by myself. Very strange, by the way, to go to a museum by yourself. I don't know if you've ever done this. But I went to three museums that day and it was very cool. I, I saw a show, Stomp, one time. And it was really, really a nice experience. So I have taken a plane, obviously, a couple of times growing up. We took a plane all the time to get different places. One time we went to Florida, one time we went to Acapulco, one time we went to Puerto Rico, we went to Israel many times, obviously. And there, there's many different ways and aspects to use the plane. So plane is an aspect of transportation. Of course, people are making Aliyah, like the tea, and another wonderful family is leaving also. They're sending them off with a kiddish. She's the nurse in the town that does COVID testing and all types of testing. Really, really sad to see her go because she really helped out our kids a lot. We just brought our kid the other day. He has whooping cough, obviously. There's always something. And we picked up medicine today. But she was really helpful, and she's making Aliyah. Her family's going, and they're going to take a trip on a plane. And the plane is chartered by Nefesh B'Nefesh, this wonderful organization that helps Jewish people make Aliyah, make the move, make the Aliyah, make the, the, the leap up to living in the wonderful land of Israel. So that's the plane. The plane is a way to get out there also. 
And that's another aspect and element of transportation. If you've taken planes, I want to hear where you've been on a plane. Let me know at sheerenjoymentradio at gmail.com. Here on Tani Talks Radio, we're happy to hear the participants and to hear the audience. You could call us at 520-453-8302. You could listen in on the phone line, 520-453-8302 is our phone line. Sheerenjoymentradio at gmail.com is our email address. You could listen to us at streamer.radio.com slash s33c91f0e4 slash listen that's the direct link you can listen to us on sheer enjoyment radio channel on portal.nakiradio.com if you have a naki radio internet player that's one of my favorite things in our house small material wise actually and it can be elevated to the spiritual when you listen to Torah, it's a kosher, the only kosher internet Wi-Fi radio player that I know about. It's fantastic. They have a solo and the duo. We tried the solo. We used to have the other one. We switched recently to my favorite one, the home, which has like triple speakers and a remote control. I love it. It sits prominently right behind me, behind the dining table on our counter in a prominent place in our house. So you can listen to the Sheer Enjoyment Radio channel. You could also listen to us on JRoot Radio on their app, or you could listen to us on the JRoot channel as well on Naki Radio. There are many different ways to listen to us besides for 520-453-8302. You could also email us and you could also chat with us at sheerenjoymentradio at gmail.com. These are different ways to hear us and to connect with us and to talk to us here on Tani Talks Radio. So feel free to listen to us in many different formats. You could join us on the Tani Talks podcast group Tani Talks Radio is the live episode. Of course, the other shows we do, the other shiram we do, we pre-record it and we send it out onto the podcast group. Tani Talks Staff, Tani Talks OT, Tani Talks Parsha, and Tani Talks Parkeovas and OT are on hiatus now. We take off for the summer. God willing, we'll be back with the start of the school year for Season 6. Staff is still running strong, Baruch Hashem. Parsha is still running strong, Baruch Hashem. And of course, radio, which formerly was life. Baruch Hashem started in the past few months where we do some episodes of shows and topics and some episodes of shiurim topics, always acknowledging Hashem and Judaism and Torah lifestyle in general. But one of the weeks that our topics is this week where we're talking about my transportation, talking about my transportation, different aspects, not just of me, but in general, how we get around with the transportation. Of course, we had a whole shiur topic on the Tani Talks Life episode called the transportation of life, but that's talking about getting getting through life and different aspects with Torah topics. Feel free to listen to that one as well. The podcasts are on Spotify and Google Podcasts and iTunes Podcasts. And you can hear them on the Tani Talks Podcast channel on Naki Radio. You can hear all previous episodes on Tani Talks Radio as well, looped throughout the day, throughout the week, obviously not Shabbos and Yom Tov, where we loop the episodes until there are too many and then we'll figure out what to do then. We should be Zoha at that point. But all you have to do is download the Sheer Enjoyment Radio app. She or Enjoyment Radio, three words, app on the Apple App Store or the Google Play Store, and you could hear previous episodes. It loops as if it's a continuous radio station, which I think is awesome. And of course, this is Tani Talks Radio brought to you by Sheer Enjoyment Radio, powered by Radio.co. If you want to make a, an, an episode, you want to make a show, you want to make a channel, it's so easy. Even I could do it. I'm not that savvy. Radio.co, you set up what plan you want. You set up if you want the iPhone app and the Google app. It is a lot of work to set up the app, but they work with you. The developers, it's really cool. It is very, very exciting to have an app. I can't tell you what it's like. 
my heart like flutters a little bit excitement every time I see the app and I turn it on and I hear myself being looped this is the app that we created with Hashem's help with our own two hands to actually have radio which has been a dream of mine for such a long time a lifelong dream the only thing better would be is if it really makes money really takes off and it could be the day job how cool would that be but in general this is Tiny Talks Radio we're talking the transportation of life talking about my transportation so we discussed the car a little bit we discussed the plane a little bit we discussed the scooter a little bit and we discussed the bike a little bit i used to take the bike all over the place i remember when i was home one summer a different trip i took when i was in high school was actually the italy israel trip through ncsy that was a fascinating trip i went on not knowing a single person of course they had a chat back in the day of AOL and some messenger aim for anyone who remembers that even though i feel like an altacaca with the gray hair AIM used to be a messaging service that was out there way before WhatsApp and Facebook got popular and MySpace, well, MySpace is dead anyway, but way before Facebook and Instagram and Pinterest and TikTok and all these things came about, there was AIM Messenger to get out there and to get about out there, and they connected us all on the trip. We, went, we made a lot of friends on that trip. Obviously, we, we lost touch over the years. Went our separate ways, especially, you know, once we went to Yeshiva and got married, so... But it was still an interesting thing, and I jumped on the plane, and we went across the world to Italy for, I think, a week, and then Israel for two weeks, or Israel for a week and a half, and Italy for, I don't remember how long, I think it was a three-week trip in general, I'm pretty sure the bulk of it was Israel, so maybe it was a week in Italy and two weeks in Israel, it was a wonderful, wonderful trip, went by way too fast, but that was a trip that was, the whole group went together on the trip, and it was a very very busy trip very cool trip that's another trip i remember taking a plane on as well also in college i was involved in yahad i was a coordinator advisor first then a coordinator running shabbatons and the like and i did some shabbatons that were like nationwide so one time i went to chicago i think one time we went to baltimore and pennsylvania i think they even sent us they chartered a flight for us they got tickets for us and we flew to dallas i think for one of the shabbatons really cool stuff so a flight no stranger to flying, although we haven't flew in many, many years. No stranger to flying. That, of course, is a different type of transportation as well in our lives. Uber is a transportation as well. I'm very, very, very familiar with Uber. I've taken it now every day for a couple of months since my new location this year in, in Middle Village, Queens, and then in my current location, Long Island City. I take the Uber all the time. The Uber app is fascinating. Lyft, of course, is one of their competitions. And you, you, you set up the app, you know, you set it up with your phone, and you order a car from where you need. It's literally ordering a car from where you need to go, from where you need to go to where you need to be. You can do it down to the five-minute range. So 145, 150, 235, 240, 645 a.m., whatever time you need. And, and you can see when the car is coming, who the car is. For safety, they tell you who the driver is, what car is coming, what license plate is. And you have your name, of course. And they say, hi, is this Tani? And I say, yes, hi, is this uh, blah, 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 whatever. Very fascinating to have an app to be able to order a car. Usually in the olden days, before Uber exploded in popularity, there was you know, regular car services, regular taxis. I remember from the NASA Boulevard stop, I used to wait and wait and wait for cars and wait for taxis that never really came. It took forever and it never really came. Where was it? And I used to call them and I used to call them and hound them till my car came. And I didn't know where it was. Like, what's going on here, man? It's not anywhere to be found. But of course, since then, Uber and Lyft has have come into fruition and has been a much more popular thing, much more user-friendly, I would say, much more fantastic. There's also Uber Eats, by the way, and DoorDash and Grubhub and Seamless. I'm sure I'm missing one. 
but those are like the major food delivery services, which is another very fascinating way to use transportation to get food from point A to you. So throughout my stays, throughout my years in the DOE, I haven't really been at good locations to get kosher food. Kosher food, you know, the restaurants are not a dime a dozen unless you're talking the five towns or like Deal, where God willing, you know, in Jersey, where there's a there's a place and God willing, that's a place we hope to make it to for a family trip. We've made many family trips we talked about before. We'll come back to that, God willing. But Uber Eats is a really cool thing to bring the food. So in Middle Village, there actually is a couple of restaurants nearby, a better location. And I have Uber Eated different food many times. We did a, gro- uh, a gross group order for a lot of the coworkers a couple of times and I ordered for myself. It was really nice. A really nice feeling to have a functional, normal lunch for a human. A lot of times for lunch, what do I bring for lunch? Side point, tangent. What do I bring for lunch? Nothing crazy, like a ramen instant noodle soup or like oatmeal. Sometimes I'll make myself peanut butter sandwiches or I'll make myself like, um, you know, last time after the fast yesterday, I made myself like a nice whole wheat bagel with cream cheese, my cream cheese, non-dairy cream cheese to bring to work. Sometimes my wife will make me like this overnight oats, which is delicious. But a lot of times it's not such a functional lunch. But to be able to order, treat yourself. On lunch to work is really nice and it's really filling. Really good salads from that place. They made French toast and pancakes, of course. It's strictly kosher. Really cool stuff. Uber Eats is another way to use transportation. When we think about transportation for road trips, we've been many cool places as well. With the kids and before the kids. Before the kids, we went to Rhode Island once. We saw all the mansions. We went to the nearby locations. We saw the Toro Synagogue. And I think we even found a private beach. We used to go into like these... Uh, these bed and breakfasts we used to love love them we saw a kosher one once in rhode island and we stayed in it was really awesome once you have kids they're not so kid friendly and then instead of hotels we now do the airbnb thing which i love you drive and you rent a house we've done it already a couple of times so first we did the Rhode Island was a trip. Then when, when my oldest was born, we did the New Hampshire. was a really awesome trip. And then we did, uh, once the second one was born, we went to, to Montreal, which was awesome. The closest country you could drive to where you need a passport and it feels like you're in France because everyone talks French there. Montreal, I'd love to go back there, but different things aside, it was very difficult. We went to Cape Cod twice. And God willing, we're hopefully going to go to the Jersey Shore this year. We're going to rent a house. We used to do hotels and, and bed and breakfast. We actually found once you have a couple of kids, it's really nice to rent out a house. Like to relocate somewhere, not just to have a room in a shack or to have a room in someone else's house. To have the whole house to yourself is really much more functional. So once really the two kids came along, you know, we felt like, to rent an Airbnb is really the way to go. So the first year we did the Airbnb, I believe, was when we went to Cape Cod the first time. We rented this little cute button house, cute as a button. The problem with that house was even though it had two bedrooms, they weren't on the same floor. So, And it didn't have a laundry machine. i got to tell you, if you're going away for a week, you need, you need, I need a laundry machine. I, got, I can't pack for a week. Kids go through clothing like it's water. You know, so I needed to be after three, four days, I could do the wash. So I only packed for half a trip, for half a week. And then the second year, we were wiser and we found an Airbnb that had a laundry machine that was much better functionally. And it was like a four bedroom apartment. We only used two of the bedrooms, but it was very nice. The first house had like a dining area outside and the couch inside and like a little kitchen and a bedroom to the side and a bedroom upstairs. The second year of the apartment had the four bedrooms and a, an eating area, a kitchen area and a bedroom and a couch area and a little, little porch. 
also Cape Cod, also walkable to the shul, which was very, very cool. And then we went to, of course, we talked about going to New Hampshire, where we had not an Airbnb, but we had like this bed and breakfast log, kind of a little cabin situation. And then we also went to a place in Connecticut, a random town in Connecticut, not the height of COVID, but during COVID when I was remote. So we actually could go away for the first time because my wife and I's schedule never really works out. So we can transport ourselves usually to a different location because she has a different schedule than I do. I'm off Xmas week and President's week, and she's off Yeshiva week, which is like the end of January. Never never really tallies up, which is also always sad to see everyone else's pictures, whether they go to Kalahari or, or this or Sesame Place. But usually we get one day sometimes when Martin Luther King overlaps. But anyway, we rented this house this very cute house, two-bedroom house in uh, Connecticut, not a far drive away, not so bad, at least before the fourth kid was there, and I had this beautiful, beautiful office desk overlooking the lake, and then the third day, the second day, the third day, it, it wintered out, and there was snow everywhere, but my wife was able to, like, write overlooking the lake, she had this very comfy couch, the kids were able to play, and then there was a laundry machine in the basement, kind of creepy down there, unfinished basement, but there was a dining table, there was a kitchen area, and then there were the couches and this little desk. Upstairs was the two bedrooms and the bathroom, and then the basement had the laundry. That was really, really nice. And then, God willing, this year, renting a two-bedroom house in this Jersey Shore area, we felt like it's only an hour away. Not too difficult, especially with a little, little kid, little baby. I don't like to drive too far. I like it to be drivable. So throughout the years, the farthest drive was Montreal, which was eight hours. The hardest part of the trip was the border where we were stuck for an hour, of course, waiting for them to let us through. Really great trip. So this year, God willing, we're going to a place that has a lot, a lot of kosher restaurants. So hopefully we don't have to take so much kosher food with us because there is. We try to find a house that has the, the stainless steel and has the self-clean so we could have an oven and you burn off the burners as well. Hopefully that we'll have that in this house too. It's a two-bedroom house. There's a living area. There's an eating area in the kitchen, a kitchen area, and a, and a laundry area. And then there are two bedrooms. We felt like, you know, the kids, there's a kid room. And then for us, for a week, you know, two bedrooms is okay. The adult room and the kids room. So we felt like that would be a good way to go about it, and hopefully that will be great. So that's a way to transport ourselves as well for the trip idea. I don't call it a vacation. I call it a family relocation because anyone who has kids know you take them on trip. It's not a vacation. It's a family relocation. So when we talk about transportation, we talk about these beautiful things that Hashem gave us, that Hashem invented and created, the plane and the car and the bicycle, and the, and the even the stroller for kids, and the rollerblades, and the skateboard, which I myself don't want to use, and the motorcycle, which is also very, very cool, very dangerous, but very, very cool, the two wheels and the motor to be able to get around in and out of places. So fascinating what's out there. And on the flyer, we purposely put the, the different elements of the thing. So you see the car, you see the airplane, you see the scooter, you see the bus, you see the train and the subway, and you see the bicycle and the, and the train to get around different places, to get around from point A to point B. And of course, there's also the ship. Can't forget talking about the boat, the ship. I actually am not such a fan of boats, actually. I don't like to be on the water. That's why my wife and I have talked about a cruise before, but I don't think for our style and for our outlook in life it would work. I don't really like the, the pressure of having to be back at a, at a certain time frame. Everybody back in the boat by 4 o'clock. If you don't make it by 4, 10, we're leaving without you. What happens if your kid has an accident, God forbid, needs the bathroom, or is throwing up, or needs a diaper change, or, or their shirt is wet, their shirt is dirty? How can you be beholden to 10 minutes? 
that's very difficult. So I know there are parents that do it, but for me, that would be way too anxiety-provoking. I also don't like to be stuck on a ship and to adhere to their schedule, to this island for this amount of time. I mean, I, I have taken trips where you do have a schedule. You know, when my mom visited me in Israel, there was a schedule for the Amuna trip, and they took us to different places, which was nice, but that wasn't exactly you know, what I would do nowadays. I like to have the freedom where we choose what we do with our days. You know, when we go on these day trips, when we go on these weekly adventures, we try to figure out what to do for the day. So aside from the restaurant, aside from eating, we really try not to plan too big because when you have a couple of kids, Baruch Hashem, you can plan for 18 things in a day. It just doesn't work. On a regular day, you know you can't plan for 18 things. You can have high hopes and high dreams for what you want to do for that day, but timing doesn't really work. Last week, just to make it to the Aliati and then to visit the friend, my son's friend, and then we also had a play date. Those three things in a row was very hard to work out you know, time-wise. And that's only three things within the same town, within the same neighborhood, within 15, 20 minutes. So if you think about something much more than that, it's very, very difficult. That's why beholden to a cruise is way too difficult for us. Beholden to an itinerary way too difficult for us. What we try to do when we rent the Airbnb, which is really what I like to do, we have the whole house to ourselves and we have the whole day, the whole week to ourselves. So we figure out what to do, trying to get an activity or two throughout the day. And that makes me feel good. Even on a Sunday, on a day off. Get one big activity for the day. Try to get it out. Going to NASA Park, the nearby park, four-minute drive away. Get three hours. I feel like a good dad. Maybe get some ice cream also. You know, maybe get something else to eat. But nothing crazy. Not five things in a day. That's just overarching. That's just putting yourself in in too much, asking too much, thinking too much for the day. If I get one big activity for the day, then I'm happy. When we were in... The, the lake house I was working, so it wasn't so easy to get things in. But like in Cape Cod, we got one big thing in the day that was a win. One day we went to the Children's Museum. That was great. Another day we did the Cape Cod Chip Factory. That was great. Another day we did like the Clark's Trading Outpost. I don't remember if that was Cape Cod or that was New Hampshire. But they had another type of outpost. There was a glass factory. Really cool things just to get one thing a day. You have the car. You have the ability to get out. I recommend doing one thing per day one or two things per day especially on the vacation because you want you need the time in the morning if you have to feed the baby and change the kids and get them ready that takes a long time then they get to the activity i don't like this activity i want to do this activity do i pack the lunches oh we also went to like a, a garden we like gardens a lot like natural botanical gardens so we went to a botanic garden one time and they had like a class where they showed honey and, and different cool items and whatnot different cool things to do we have the transportation we have the ability to get out there and to do different things we have to utilize these different things and and take these different aspects of getting around so whether you're going to work or whether you're going to different aspects of the town there are all these cool methods of transportation i'm sure there are many other ones that i didn't even think about cable cars for example is a way i believe in transportation israel has them one in masada and one in the, in the north, I believe, by Rosh Nikra or, or Engedi. I forget where it is, but they have them. For me, I'm a very big fear of heights. So, you know, zip lining or parasailing or jumping out of a plane, bungee jumping, these are not things I'm doing anytime soon. Even parasailing, not things I'm doing anytime soon. I remember as a kid, we once went to maybe Acapulco, and my brothers did it at the time. I refused to do it. I did not want to do it. I'm not a fan of heights. That's why amusement parks don't really make sense for me. I don't like them. And water parks even don't make sense for me. You know, besides for the cleanliness, which is debatable, the heights of some of these things are crazy. I, I can't do it. It's too much. Hopefully my kids don't have fear of heights like I do. But 
you know, even when I worked for Kids of Courage, oh, those were, that's another trip. When I went on a plane was for Kids of Courage. I chartered a plane twice, 2010 and 2011, I believe. I worked for them. We went to San Francisco then Sa- and then San Los Angeles. Very cool things. That's why also there they would do like one big, big, big thing per day. A couple of little things, but one major thing like Madame Tussauds was one day, like a Los Angeles Clippers game was one day, and like a... a um, a car show was one day. Really cool stuff. It was like a 10-day trip. That was another thing where we chartered a plane twice. You're with a camper, someone who has medical needs or, or, or special needs for the week and a half. Very cool trip as well. But these are thinking about, thinking about talking about my transportation. These are different things in life to be involved in. Ways to get to work throughout the years. We started talking about how I get to work and how a lot of us get to work. You know how many people I see waiting for the train getting to work? There's an aspect and a reason to take the train. They have day passes where you could pay fees. They have week passes. They have 10-day passes, weekly passes, and then they have the month pass. So if you're going to work somewhere and you're going to take the train every day, if you're going to take the train more than like 13, 14 days in the month, it really pays to get the month pass. They charge. They used to charge two seventy. Now it's like two forty for the month. And I take the train each day, and I see so many people waiting for the train. You buy the pass, and then the conductor checks your pass, make sure you have a pass. And so many people do do so many different things on the train. I like to actually, you know, catch up for the daily emails from the OU, whether it's the Mishnah Yomi or or Nach Yomi. I also try to get in, you know, Steinmeier. I try to bring him back this year. I missed it for a long time. And Dafyomi reading. It's very nice to see when other people are on the train. What they do, a lot of people, you know, aimlessly scroll through Facebook and Instagram and, and WhatsApp and Pinterest and whatnot. But other people read on the on the train. Some people learn on the train. Different cool ways to use transportation. And if you're driving and if you're going from point A to point B, why not listen or learn Torah, connecting it with Torah as well. You could listen to the Dafyomi. I used to listen on the train. Now I actually read it. I like reading it in the art school books, Rabbi Art School with the notes. Really helpful. You could listen to a podcast while you're driving. Can't watch something, obviously, very, very dangerous. But if you're on the train, you could watch Torah lectures or watch Torah shows. You could read Torah lectures or read Torah content. You could listen to Torah content, listen to a sheer, listen to a podcast. Or you could read a Jewish book, a Jewish novel. I love those from Shar Press and from Feldheim and from Menucha, which is my favorite publisher, and Gitav, and uh, and Sufta. There's so many out there. There's a bookshop. There's so many novels out there. There's so many books out there. There's so much use you can have out of your trip. If you're driving anyway, if you're in the car anyway, if you're in the train anyway, why not make functional use? Yes, there is an element of decompressing and mindlessly scrolling through through different uh, pins and whatnot, I understand that. But if you have work to do, you have what you can get done. I, I, I like to utilize the minutes during the day. At the nighttime is when really the vegging happens and the procrastination happens and the and the decompressing really happens. You know, my wife and I try to spend time. And then when she falls asleep, I have my own time to decompress and relax. Finally, at the end of the day, but. You know, there are times to catch up on things. If you have a second job where you're running a WhatsApp group like I do for Luach or for contributing for Sparks or for different aspects of different things, you know, podcasting and whatnot, these are good times to do it on the train to send out your content or to catch up on emails, work emails, catch up on messages, on WhatsApps. These are good times to take it, especially if you're in the transportation, especially if you're involved in the transportation. These are really cool things to be involved in. It's a wonderful thing to be involved in the ability to use the transportation, to utilize the transportation in your own life, in your own times. 
and I like to use the ability of timing to get these things done. I happen to find actually that on the train is really a great time to be involved in these things. So like my phone, I find the phone really a powerhouse of a device. That should be a whole other topic, talking about the smartphone. We did talk about the smartphones and tech talk, but the different apps and the ability, the power you have in your hands to email people, to text people, to WhatsApp people, to call people. It's so fascinating what you have in your fingertips, in your technology. I could literally work on this side concept of finding the items and the family. It seems finally that two papers might be interested and I found a new illustrator and I'm working with him on a template to send it out in a weekly format. Hopefully he'll get paid and I'll get paid a tiny bit and we'd love for it to take off and to become a book one day and a series one day and an interactive website and a whole line of toy products. I have a whole vision where this could go and responding and reaching out to people, to publications, to papers. I use the phone oftentimes on the train or on the way back to the train to send out these concepts, to send out these ideas transportation is a wonderful way if you're on the road anyway you're on the way anyway this is a wonderful way to get these things done in our last couple of minutes i want to hear from you how you use transportation what transportation you use what you do with your time on the transportation if you're driving what are you listening to what are you involved with what you have oftentimes when i'm driving with the kids and the wife i like to put music on we used to do the audiobooks we're hoping for the jewish audiobook idea to take off and to take hold we do have some authors and some books in the works and the waitings but we're waiting for the website to take off for the development to continue it's been a year-long process basically that would be a cool thing to listen to in the car but we listen to uh, oftentimes the jewish music the jewish artists because if we're in the car anyway why not listen to some good music um, uplifting music obviously not during the three weeks and the nine days it has to be acapella but really good music in general from different Jewish artists and different Jewish people, we talked about this on a different week, how we use the, the way to, to go about to drive around and to, to get around. If you're in the car anyway, you're in the ability anyway, might as well use the transportation to the benefit. Might as well use the transportation to the utmost to utilize your time, to use your time to go out and about all over the world. So transportation is really epic and really out there. And in different aspects of our lives, in different ways of our lives. And of course, the ship, we talked about coming back to it. I didn't actually, I haven't been on a ship in a long time. I know when I was a kid, we took a ship, you know, especially a glass bottom boat, boat in Acapulco, Puerto Rico, to see the wildlife. Some people have motorboats. I know my neighbor actually has a boat. My other neighbor, I think, bought it from the first neighbor. Very cool to be on the sea. I just don't like it myself. Some people have, you know, jet skis. Some people have paddle boats. Some people have sailboats, some people have wakeboards, I think it's called, some people have surfboards. These are not things that interest me in the slightest. I'm actually not such a water person. I don't think you I don't know if you realize that yet. I like to be on the land, on the ground. Interestingly, the only thing that doesn't scare me about heights, although this might have changed over the years, is the airplane. I feel like it's a little different when you're in this machinery, although they say that cars in general technically are safer than airplanes, not to scare you. But you know, to be in a, a hang glider, no, 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 that's a no-no for me. You know, jumping out of an airplane, that's a big no-no, or a bungee jumping, big no-no. Parasailing, it's a no-no. In general, these things I can't do. I, I have a fear of heights. I forget what it's called, but I, uh, an airplane is a little bit different because it's like a machinery, and you don't realize, you know, you're in the air. Obviously, again, as I got older, a little bit older, this might have changed, but that, of course, is a fantastic piece of transportation as well. 
It used to take months, weeks if not months, to get from point A to point B, from Bavel, Babylonia, to Israel. How do you think they got about? How do you think they got around? It was basically using the boat, and it talked about it all throughout Shas, throughout the Talmud. If someone was on a boat, if someone was abroad, he was on a ship, because that was the main way that they traveled around the world. They probably had a horse and carriage. I don't know if they had a horse and carriage, but they talk about carriages sometimes. And they probably had the boat. Those are two main ways of getting about. I don't even think that they had bicycles yet back then. I think it was a much more modern invention. Of course, the car is much, much more recent invention, along with electricity and plumbing and things like that. These are all things to be thankful for when we're talking about my transportation. We think about the transportation. We think about how we get from point A to point B. We think about how to get around and how we get around. And there's, of course, different types of trains. There's an Amtrak versus the Long Island Railroad. There's the Metro North Railroad. Railroad is a very cool idea in general. You know, it takes you from point A to point B, from station to station. And if you really could finagle the system, you really could get across the whole Long Island, even through Queens and through Brooklyn and Manhattan. And now they're opening a new station at Grand Central Terminal, God willing, in the coming fall. But these are all ways to get around and to get about. And it's very interesting to think about transportation. So if you have taken transportation, which all of us have in different ways, in different places, in different manners, I'd like to hear in our last few minutes together this week what you've taken, how you've taken it, where you've gone. You could call us at 520-453-8302. 520-453-8302 is our number. Our email, of course, is sheerenjoymentradio at gmail.com. Sheerenjoymentradio at gmail.com. Of course, Tiny Talks Radio is available to listen to. As a reminder, before we close in the next few minutes, you can listen to us on the Sheer Enjoyment Radio app, which was such a wonderful thing to come to fruition. Apple App Store. You can listen to it. It's free. The Google Play Store, you can listen to it. It's free. You can listen on JRoot Radio. And you can listen on Naki Radio, listening on the JRoot Radio channel or listening on the Sheer Enjoyment Radio channel. There are many different ways to listen to us. There are many different aspects and abilities to listen to us. You could call us at 520-453-8302-520. Four five three eight three zero two is our number. Sheer Enjoyment Radio at gmail.com is our email address. And to close in the last few minutes, when you think about transportation, when you think about how we get from point A to point B, really relish in the fact of how fascinating it is what Hashem gave for us, what Hashem did for us. Making an invention of a car that cuts down travel by so many, many times. Making a plane that you could get around the world. The farthest trip is, what, 24 hours to get to China from Los Angeles, maybe less from New York, maybe more. To get to Israel, 10 hours, 12 hours. It used to take weeks, if not months, to get to Israel from like Bavel, let alone from America, would take months and months and months. These modern inventions that Hashem gave us, it's fascinating what He did for us. It's fascinating what He invented for us, what He brought to our lives. As we think about transportation, we talk about transportation, not just how to get to work, not just how to get to different stations in life, but you could literally you know, visit people in different places in, in different manners throughout the world. It's fascinating. You know, People even drive across the entire country to California. I met an Uber driver a couple of weeks ago that actually did that. He said it took him a couple of days. A couple of days. Is that amazing? In the olden days when they would walk, it would take them months and months and months and months and months. They could only do what? 
How much walking at a time? Even the Jews in the desert, the Jews in the Midbar, they didn't have any modern forms of transportation. They had their feet. They walked, and they walked, and they walked. For 40 years, they walked. Fascinating to think what they did for those 40 years. But in general, when you think about the fact of what they did, it's fascinating to think. And this has just been some talk about transportation. Talking about my transportation. Talking about my transportation. Thank you so much for joining us this week on Tani Talks Radio, brought to you by Sheer Enjoyment Radio, powered by Radio.co. God willing, Emirates Assembly now to join us next week for a sheer topic, probably talking about Kiddush and elevating the mundane. Here on Tani Talks Radio, our number is 520-453-8302. Our email is sheerenjoymentradio at gmail.com. Thank you so much for joining us here on Tani Talks Radio. Join us next week for another episode of Tani Talks Radio. And I'm your host, Tani. <laughs>